What's up everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, the award-winning Nintendo podcast backed by a 120 power star rating and the doors to this special Pokemon in 2020 episode are open. I'm your host Drew Agnew and I'm by myself this week. I was meaning to do this episode way back when the Pokemon uh, DLC was announced for Sword and Shield, but I had an awful cold. I could not even think about talking to the microphone without coughing. Uh, even when I did the episode with uh, Bobby, the Nintendo guru, I was holding in a cough the whole time. Um, I actually had to cancel on him the first time because I was that sick. But uh, now that there's uh, more details on Pokemon Home and the DLC and everything that's going on around Pokemon, hopefully this year... Uh, I want to talk about it because I am a huge Pokemon fan. Pokemon's a big part of my life. And another reason is that, you know, last year Pokemon was around all of this negativity. Um, which was unfortunate. It's unfortunate that the lead up to the game was surrounded by so much of that stuff. Um, there, are, You know, there are some things regarding Sword and Shield which, yes, needed to be criticised. There are some... Um, ways maybe Game Freak go about developing games on their sort of timeline that might need to be looked at, but it got away, it got way too out of hand, and you know the Pokemon community is still is still uh, hurting. I feel like not as bad as it was, but if you look in the right places of the internet, you will see some rather silly stuff. I'll just call it silly. It's just kind of dumb. <laughs> So yeah, we're here about to talk about the new de details of Pokemon Home, the DLC, and uh, some other stuff I might talk about. So I'm really into Pokemon Go at the moment too. I've really gotten back into that, and uh, Pokemon Home's a big reason for that. Um, so let's jump straight into it. We're not going to waste too much time. Um, yeah, let's jump straight into it. So Pokemon Home, we knew it was going to be available February 2020. Uh, for those that don't know, Pokemon Home is a cloud service for the Pokemon... Uh, for the Pokemon, for the Nintendo Switch and uh, compatible mobile devices designed as a place where all Pokemon can gather. By linking the same Nintendo account to both the Nintendo Switch version and the mobile version of Pokemon Home, you'll be able to access the same Pokemon boxes on both versions. With Pokemon Home, you can move Pokemon between compatible versions, trade Pokemon on the go, and more. So I, looking at these features beforehand, really excited about what this means for playing Pokemon and moving to the future with future games and everything. Really happy with it. There is a one, there's a couple of things where I'm like, why? And I think that could be um, a big downside to some of the flexibility regarding all of this, but really excited for it nevertheless. So let's move into the pricing, which is a big, you know, a big thing. So there is a free plan, and there is a premium plan. So for one month, the premium plan, it's five dollars. Well, sorry, it's four dollars fifty Australian Australian currency. I'm going to go over the US as well. Hold on to your hats, Americans. We haven't forgotten you. Uh, we have forgotten the Europeans, though. There is a. We're not going to talk about euros. We're not talking about any of that stuff. You'll figure it out. Uh, <laughs> I do know some of you guys do listen to the show. So, but I'm only. We're, we're only covering dollars here. Dollars, yeah, I think that's what we're doing. So, three months Australian is not, oh, it's eight dollars. And for 12 months, you're going to be paying $25 Australian 
for Pokemon Home, which which is a we'll, we'll talk about the US. In the US, is one month is three dollars, three months is five dollars, and twelve months is sixteen dollars. And to start off with the pricing, I feel like the pricing is fine. It's obviously a, a fair bit more than what we're paying for for Pokemon Bank. Pokemon Bank in the US was five dollars for the whole year. I think it's about eight dollars for the whole year here. Uh, keep in mind, Pokemon Bank was just storing Pokemon and moving them between versions, generations, whatever it was. Um, you know, that's all it was. We've got more features in this now, so we're paying a bit more. And I'm saying, like, you know, everyone, every opportunity wants to attack uh, Pokemon these days. Well, a part, a, that part of the community anyway. So a lot of people are saying, you know, it's such a, such a rip-off. It's uh, too much, whatever. And like looking at it, it's like, oh, well, that's a big increase from what we were paying, which was, you know, next to nothing. But th this is how I like to put it in perspective. You know, I'm thinking about people like myself. If you're a big Pokemon fan and you are playing all the versions, you are collecting the Pokemon, uh, in US dollars is $1.30 a month. In Australia, it's $2.08 a month. You know, if you're a big Pokemon fan, you can spare the couple of bucks a month, I feel like. And if you if you really can't uh, warrant that for Pokemon, that's fine. You've got the free plan, which, you know, you get nowhere near as much, but you do have access to it in some capacity. And the features that people were saying have been taken out of Sword and Shield or whatever regarding the GTS, the global trading station, um, you can still access them in the free version. A little bit more restricted, but you can still access them nevertheless. Uh, there, there was an article on Twinfinite, so the article is titled Pokemon Home looks better than expected, but the Pokemon, or the premium price is too high. And it's a very respectful article. goes over saying, you know, there's cool features, but, you know, it's a bit much. And I feel like, you know, if that's how you feel, that is fair enough. Um, like I said, though, I feel like if you break it down month by month, so, well, not really. And if you just want to do a transfer nice and easily, there's five, you know, $5 American. No, there's $5 Australian. <laughs> Getting mixed up between the currencies. Um, but obviously, if you were just like, I played one Pokemon and I'm not paying for a bloody service because I'm not that interested in it, that's fine as well. Um, but I found this article. I was just like, I just Googled Pokemon Home. This came up near the top. So this is from a website called CCN. Uh, and the title, <laughs> the title reads, Pokemon Home is a complete ripoff. Uh, Pokemon Home's pricing details are out, and the cloud service is a complete ripoff. Nintendo should be ashamed to exploit its fans this boldly. And like, let's 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 be fair. You don't need Pokemon Home. Pokemon Home is just a nice, you know, addition to what you know Game Freak are doing with the Pokemon games. There's a lot of stuff out there like, oh, you know, they removed the national decks. That was obviously the biggest thing. And that was a thing which sort of like, it rubbed me sort of the wrong way because over the last few years, we've been seeing things being taken out of Pokemon games. And, you know, make, and at the end of the day, making them not as good experiences. And having the actual Pokemon taken out, so, all right, this is getting a bit much. But, you know, that is how it is. And I was talking to a friend of mine who works you know, in games, who has had experience. And he's not a big Pokemon guy, so he doesn't probably fit, like have the same connection to maybe some of the Pokemon or the, the series as I do. But he said, damn straight, take them out. Like, if I, if I was producer and I had to make sure I was making deadlines, taking all of those, 
models and move sets and animations and taking it out will get it get it to where it needs to be but at the yeah at the same time it would be nice if we just had like a really complete pokemon game which uh which when like game of the year comes around or nominating a game for rpg of the year uh i could just put up my hand and say pokemon is fantastic this year it's got heaps of content it's polished it's you know it's this it's that i wish the series would get to the point where i could go yes and in the past i feel like it was there but maybe yeah i don't know but regardless really love sword and shield and i don't feel like these features have been taken out and uh we're going to move on to we're going to move on to why so let me bring up a little screen here which sort of compares the basic and the premium version so moving pokemon from pokemon bank is unavailable for free but it can be available for i guess uh, the premium payers and if you're someone who already pays for pokemon bank you're probably into pokemon <laughs> and if you've been wanting to move pokemon from older games you're probably into pokemon and paying the you know the five bucks or wherever it is isn't such a big deal uh, the number of pokemon that you can deposit into pokemon bank or home sorry in the basic version is 30 so that's one box that is not many being in premium is 6,000 Pokemon, which is a lot. That's a goddamn lot. Uh, that's, you know, you can store every Pokemon six times and have a spare change on top of that. Uh, the number of Pokemon that can be placed in the Wonder Box at once for basic is three. Premium is 10. So the Wonder Box is basically Wonder Trading. You, it's, and for people who don't know what that is, it's basically like random trading. You might be like, all right, I'm going to chuck up this Caterpie, see what comes back. Oh, look, it was a Weedle. Fair enough, I put up a Caterpie, I deserve a Weedle. Or you put up a Legendary, you get back a Weedle, you're like, why did I even try? Why did I even think about putting up a Legendary? I know I was going to get crap back. Well, you might be generous and you just want to put it up there anyway. Um, so, even putting up three Pokemon, in like even in Sword and Shield, you do a, a Wonder Trade, or I forgot what it's actually called now. I don't think it was called Wonder Trade. Surprise Trade, that was it. Um, you could do one at a time. Now, it's three at a time on Pokemon Home, so that's cool. And 10 Pokemon, Jesus Christ, you're going to be very efficient with your trades. Uh, the number of Pokemon that can be placed in the GTS at once, which is the global trading system in introduced back in Diamond and Pearl, uh, 2007 or so. Uh, that, on basic, that's one Pokemon. That's how it's always been. That's fine. Uh, on premium, you can now do three Pokemon at a time. So you can put up your Venusaur, and you can be like, all right, I need a Blastoise because I do not have Blastoise registered on my Pokedex. And... Someone can, who's looking for a Venusaur, if they have a Blastoise, they can do the trade with you. Really, uh, really proficient way of doing Pokemon trades, you know. Because it's kind of funny because now that it's been removed for Sword and Shield, it did sort of introduce back, you know, going to message boards, asking for people to say, hey, do you have the uh, Shield exclusives? I've got Sword. And it sort, of, it sort of brought back what made, you know, Pokemon special in the in the playgrounds back at school or whatever your experience was back when it was the Game Boy Advance and you had the link cables. Um, so it made things harder and it made things more a pain in the ass not having the GTS, but at the same time, it really, it kind of made the experience more true to what it was. And I'm not saying I didn't want it to come back, but that that's just how it was. It made, because before you go, all right, I need a shuckle, uh, Oh, I've got this thing, what he wants, do it, cool, got it. But, you know, you have to kind of work for it. You have to go and find someone. That was actually not too bad. Um, so there's a new feature called Room Trade, which we'll go into later. But uh, on basic, you can participate in it. Uh, 
on premium, you can participate and also host a room trade as well. And there's the judge function, which is checking IVs on a certain Pokemon, seeing how good each stat is. It's unavailable on basic and it's available on premium, which is a, which is a very handy thing. If, you, if you're actually breeding Pokemon and you couldn't check it in Pokemon Home, that would be a complete pain in the bum. So Pokemon, you can move them to Pokemon Home from Pokemon Sword and Shield. They can freely move back and forward. And that's the only title they'll be able to move back and forward from until the next games come out. Uh, Pokemon Bank, you'll be able to transfer them into Pokemon Home. Uh, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu can move them into Pokemon Home, but they cannot return to Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. And Pokemon Go will be compatible, but it says on the website coming soon. Uh, and when I heard the news about Pokemon Home, like, last year, even, this was even before Sword and Shield was announced, I believe, uh, they said, you know, Pokemon Go will work with Pokemon Home. And that made me excited for Pokemon Go. I hadn't cared about Pokemon Go in a long time. Like, you know, getting Shinies on Pokemon Go, you know, my, my collection on Pokemon Go didn't really excite me that much. Um, and sort of, you know, when I was playing it back in I don't know, 2017 or 2018... Probably not 2018, probably 2017. Uh, my town, I'm, I'm from a small town, so there really wasn't much to do. There was like a lot of walking between each, each stop. weren't many gyms. And sort of the announcement that it's compatible with Pokemon Home means like, oh, well, if I go out in a community day and I catch four shiny Piplup, which was the last community day I participated in, one will be able to go to Pokemon Home and eventually it'll be able to be transferred into a game and I'll be able to, you know, these days use the mints, use the bottle caps, uh, make its you know, stats and everything perfect for competitive battling. And I've got a shiny Piplop from Pokemon Go, which the odds on a community day are one out of 25, which is really, really cool. And it made me care about Pokemon Go again. And it's probably exactly what maybe they wanted that people would get benefits from Pokemon Go who enjoyed the main series. So I'm really, really happy about that, how how I'll be actually like be able to get things in Pokemon Go. And like a lot of things are obviously going to stay in Pokemon Go for taking down gyms and stuff. Not everything's going to go there, but like double up some shinies or a shiny that doesn't have very good stats in Pokemon Go. Um, it can move into Pokemon Sword and Shield or Diamond Pell Remakes or whatever comes next. And, and the stats can be improved in that. So I'm really excited about that actually. Uh, the next community day, you can actually vote. Um, and one of the options is Volpix. And Volpix is available in Pokemon Sword and Shield. So hopefully, I'm hoping to go out there. I'm hoping that wins to start off with. And I'm hoping to go and catch a few shinies, move them back into Sword and Shield and go that way. Um, the only thing is that might not have Drought. Drought is a hidden ability on Volpix. And it makes it really good. So I don't know about that. But it's cool for the collection anyway. Because Pokemon Home is where my collection goes. In Pokemon Bank, I had a complete, li uh, complete living decks. Uh, until Sun and Moon, because I just did, I didn't spend that much time with Sun and Moon. Um, if you listened to the House of Mario before, you probably know that you know, I'm not not a huge fan of those games. I just found them too talky, too linear. Took away the exploration. Didn't really enjoy it that much. A lot of people disagree with me, and I'm I'm happy about that to be honest. I just I hope people enjoy them. So yeah, that's as far as uh, moving Pokemon goes. Um, looking forward to seeing more support. Uh, yeah, and I've got a lot of shinies in Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee as well, because that was a real fun game to do. Uh, so, so I'm just like reading from the official Pokemon website. This is where this information is coming from. So there's this page, which is called uh, Trade Pokemon. So you can use your mobile device to trade Pokemon anywhere, anytime. 
There are four ways to trade Pokemon using Pokemon Home on your mobile device. So number one is Wonderbox, which we talked about before. If you have the premium pass, you can trade 10 Pokemon at once. Um, it will be random what you get back. There's the GTS, so just a breakdown so just a breakdown of the GTS. So with the GTS, you'll be able to specify which Pokemon you want to trade and which Pokemon you want to receive and then be matched with a trainer whose request met your criteria. That's a long sentence. Uh, you'll even be able to request Pokemon that you haven't yet registered in the Pokemon Homes National Decks. So in previous games, if you haven't seen a Chikorita, you wouldn't be able to ask for a Chikorita, for example. Um, then later on they introduced, you can just type it type it in you can't search it but you can type in chikorita and you can ask for a chikorita now it seems like you can just be like you can ask for any pokemon it's just there on the list tap on it um you know guess what you want pretty much which makes it will make it pretty easy to uh, get some pokemon filled into your pokedex uh so this is the room trade so room trade lets you create a room and trade pokemon with the people who join each room can hold up to 20 people to add a little suspense, you won't know what Pokemon you receive until the trade is complete. Trading in rooms has no cost, but you'll only be able to create rooms when you're enrolled in a premium pass. So what this is, is 20 people join a room, you put in a Pokemon, um, you'll see what everyone's offering, and it'll just randomly trade within those 20 people, which is really cool. You can imagine what that would be like, say in a Twitch stream, someone's hosting a, a stream, and someone's like, all right, all right, everybody, here is the room code. Uh, get out your phone, join the room, um, you know, offer up a Pokemon, and we'll all trade together within the chat. And it'll be like a really interactive way of streaming Pokemon and playing Pokemon together. And of course, just you know, sitting in your living room, maybe picking your nose, watching some YouTube, and you just like join random rooms, see what you get as well. It seems like a lot of fun. Um, I think that's a really cool feature. It's like Wonder Trade, I guess, but confined to 20 people and you can confine it also maybe to uh maybe your community or your discord server or whatever it is it, it sounds pretty cool and of course you can trade with your friends so friend trade allows to trade with your pokemon uh trade your pokemon with other users who you've become friends with in pokemon home you can add friends using a add friend feature in pokemon home Ooh, add friend feature doesn't that sound exciting um the features related to adding and managing friends in Pokemon Home cannot be used by users under the age of 16. So if you're under 16, Pokemon Company, Nintendo, etc. don't want you adding any randoms. So, you know, if someone, if there's a, if there's a, a nasty figure out there, the type of figure that hangs around a schoolyard, um, you can't go adding kids under 16 to try and lure them in with your, either you drowsy or something like that. Um, which which is interesting, and that's uh, that's something I want to bring up a little bit later regarding to uh, users under the age of sixteen. And uh, this is the special or the more features section. So this is the this is the exciting bit. So we know that you can move Pokemon, you know you can trade Pokemon, pretty much. Uh, but this is the bit where I'm like, oh yes, yes, give this to me, give this to me. I am a big Nintendo, well, I'm a big Nintendo nerd. I'm also a huge Pokemon nerd. So this is really cool. So Pokemon Home is full of features uh, that you can use to connect with games in the Pokemon series and more. So the first one, the National Pokedex. So the National Pokedex is back, everyone. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> it's behind a pole wall. Uh, it's actually not because 
you can just get the basic version, install it on your phone, on your Nintendo Switch, and you can go. But here we are. The National Pokedex. Pokemon will be registered to the National Pokedex and then deposit them in the boxes in Pokemon Home. If you use a Pokemon that can Mega Evolve or Gigantamax, then these Pokemon will be registered too. In the National Pokedex, you'll be able to see Pokedex entries from various different games in one place. So this is really cool. So it, it kind of reminds me, say like, like this is this is your Pokedex now. Before in the games, you'll be like, all right, this is my Pokedex and Diamond and Pearl. And then you move to say, uh, what was the next game? Heart Gold, Soul Silver. Your your Pokedex is wiped. It's gone. You start again. You go to uh, Pokemon Black and White. Your Pokedex is wiped. You start again, which is cool because it kind of gives you that feeling again. I don't mind starting again. But now with Pokemon Home, this is your main Pokedex. This is where your collection is. This is where your data is. Um, and I think that's I think that's really cool. And also, say if the National Pokedex was in Pokemon Sword and Shield, we wouldn't be getting uh, Pokedex information about, say, Charizard's uh, Mega Evolution Y or his Mega Evolution X all in one place. Now, if you go to Charizard, you'll be able to check out his Mega Evolutions, his Gigantamax form, um, etc., etc., for other Pokemon. So, other Pokemon in the series that have had Mega Evolutions, you'll be able to look them up now. Um, and it tells you all from like what game you've uh, encountered them in, what uh, the Pokedex entries from each game. It's like it's really cool. It's like a really extremely detailed version of the Pokedex we've known before. I have noticed though, like sort of the illustrations for each Pokemon, they do look weird. They look weird to me. They're like sort of odd looking 3D models and they're not the models from the games I can tell. And it shows here like the Gigantamax Charizard. It looks like the sort of spirit... Like, it looks like a spirit from Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, if you kind of know what I mean. It looks like just, like, the artwork, rather than, like, a model from the game, which kind of uh, throws me off a bit, because everything else is, like, the model, then it's just, like, the illustration. I understand, like, for some of the things that are, all right, just put in the official art or something, but it just it just stood out to me. Not, not a big deal, <laughs> it's a stretch of the imagination, but just says it stood out to me. So it says here, with the mobile app of Pokemon at Home, you'll be able to see much more than just Pokedex entries. You'll be also able to see, uh, also able to check, sorry, each Pokemon's abilities as well as the moves it can learn. So it shows here that a Machamp, it's a, it's a, it has a big list of all the moves it can learn, uh, the abilities, etc, etc. It's like if you go to Cerebi.net or Smogon or something and get a breakdown of the Pokemon, now you'll be able to see the moves it can learn. And I assume if you click on the move, it'll tell you what the move is as well, which is really cool. So you'll be able to have this up as you're playing another game. And you'll be able to say, all right, you go to your Pokedex and you'll be able to see exactly what Pokemon, what, what moves it can learn, which is cool. And it looks here as well, actually. It's got a little Pokeball next to some moves and not next to other moves. So it actually shows you what moves your Pokemon or what moves uh, Machamp in your uh, games have learned and like what which ones they haven't learned so you might be missing egg moves or something like that so I don't know it might even get you to the point where you're trying to collect moves for your Pokedex which is which would be actually really crazy um, so there's mystery gifts so you can receive mystery gifts like you can in the games and you can send them to say Sword and Shield or future games 
Um, so that's cool. I'm not going to uh, read that one. It's pretty self-explanatory what a mystery gift is. Uh, so there's the judge feature. If you have enrolled in a premium pass, you'll be able to have the access to the judge function, which allows you to check how strong your Pokemon are. And it shows here an example of a Mimikyu. It says that it has okay stats, has a breakdown of each stat, uh, how many uh, IVs are in each one. And uh, it, show, it does show here a list of the Pokemon. And they're sort of represented by just their, yeah, yeah their official artwork. Which looks really cool, actually. I, I quite like that. Um, and this is probably the one which gets me the most excited because this is going to gamify Pokemon Home for me. So there's a feature called Your Room. And the, uh, the, <laughs> the, the description is, I don't know why I can't get that out of my mouth. But in your room, you'll be able to see all sorts of information about events or the games you've connected to uh, to Pokemon Home. You'll be able to edit your profile using stickers. You can obtain stickers when you meet certain conditions or perform certain, ta certain tasks in Pokemon Home known as challenges. And what this basically means is achievements are in Pokemon Home. And I've wanted achievements or something like that in Pokemon, Home, or Pokemon games for years. They had a uh, medal system in uh, black and white, which was actually a lot of fun. I never actually went to actually hunt them because just achievements in their own games don't excite me that much. And I know this is in its own game too, but like I'm someone, I'm someone who got really sucked in to uh, trophies on the PlayStation, for example, uh, mainly on the Vita because you know I could just pick up the Vita and go, all right, I'm going to go for this trophy, and the trophies in that you can you got to earn them all and you earn a platinum trophy and that platinum can be like displayed and how many platinums you got sort of it, it's just it's just fun to do it's fun to my, meet criteria and unlock uh, achievements and similar to Xbox as well I find it fun just like oh I'm going to do this get 20 points to add to my profile it's just it's just a fun thing to do so with Pokemon I'm like yes especially the collecting aspect which is obviously what this is going to be about there's not going to be like take down the elite four or five times because there was no Elite Four in Pokemon Home. But it has an example here. The example it shows is, uh, uh, you brought a Turtwig, a Chimcha, and a Piplop from the Sinnoh region. So if you bring in the uh, Sinnoh starters, it will give you stickers for a Piplop, a Chimcha, and a Turtwig. And I assume there's, you know, achievements like bring in all the Kanto Pokemon, bring in all the Johto Pokemon, bring in, I don't know, the, the Legendary Trio, bring in the whatever now I hope there's I hope there's obviously the ones which say like you know collect them all here's all of them but it'd be really 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 cool if they encourage like just really nutty uh, collecting say for example collect all the our creamy forms which our creamy you know has multiple flavors in Pokemon sword and shield uh, you know he's got raspberry vanilla etc etc now there's a lot there I think there's like 49 or something in flavors. And there's Vivion, which had the different uh, flags of each country. It was, that was introduced in Pokemon X and Y because it was like, oh, this is like the worldwide release. So that Pokemon represented flags of different countries and you could uh, you know, collect them from different parts of the world by trading. So that'd be really cool if it rewarded you for like really, really nerdy collecting like that. I've never really gotten into like really nerdy collecting of like certain forms. But something like Pokemon Home should encourage something like that because that'd be really cool. Be really cool. Um, next up is 
battle data. So in, in the mobile version of Pokemon Home, you can check how many ranked battles and various online competitions in Pokemon Sword and Shield are going, uh, as well as the rankings of the Pokemon being used, used in them. Um, by going to battle data, you'll be able to see the battle records of each trainer, as well as information about the moves uh, that are popular among the Pokemon in the competitions. So you, you'll get like really in-depth stats, pretty much what's trending in competitive Pokemon. So you'll be able to say like, oh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of Machamp being used. He's using a lot of superpower. He's using a lot of sword stance or whatever it is. I've got to look out for that because he's powering up his attack and. I've got to bring in maybe something that will counter it, be a bit more neutral to it, maybe something a bit more uh, defensive to be able to get through it, or maybe bring in some more psychic Pokemon. Um, and hopefully it'll give people the knowledge so the metagame is constantly changing if uh, people are getting that type of information. So that'll be cool. Um, there's news, which uh, I'm going to read it anyway, but it's pretty you know, self-explanatory. In Pokemon Home for mobile devices, you'll be able to receive news about Pokemon being distributed as gifts and information about online competitions for Pokemon Sword and Shield. So that's cool. You'll be able to say, like, oh, you know, there's these uh, promoted raids happening at the moment. There's this Wonder Gift happening at the moment. Better go and put that. Yeah, sounds cool. Uh, there's Pokemon Home Points. So Pokemon Home Points are points that accumulate in Pokemon Home as you deposit more Pokemon. When using the Nintendo Switch version of Pokemon Home, you're able to exchange your Pokemon Home Points for Battle Points. So Battle Points are points you can get from the Battle Tower and facilities in certain games, and they can be exchanged for Mints to change natures, Battle Items to be used in competitive Pokemon, and uh, there's also you can also get them for like the stat enhancing things like proteins, ions, etc., etc. So that's cool. Uh, Pokemon Bank also had a similar thing. It wasn't for it was for Battle Points. So yeah, it's, it's the exact same thing. They're just uh, doing that again. All right, so this bit here breaks down what what the Nintendo Switch version and the mobile phone version of Pokemon Home can do. And this is the bit I'm sort of scratching my head and a bit disappointed about. Because I feel like the Nintendo Switch version should be able to do everything and you shouldn't have to worry about your phone. But obviously, someone like myself, I want to use my phone because that would be extremely convenient also just having it on my phone. Because my Switch isn't going to be in my pocket for trading and all that stuff, for example, all the time. Um, but let's get into it. So to move Pokemon from Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, Pokemon Sword and Shield, you're going to need the Nintendo Switch version of the app installed, which is fair enough because your phone doesn't have access to the saved data. Makes sense. That's not what I have a concern about. Uh, move Pokemon from Pokemon Bank. You can do that with both. You can judge Pokemon with both. Uh, and this is this is the real head scratcher. So trading Pokemon is not available in the Nintendo Switch version, but only the phone version. And this makes no this makes no, no sense to me. Um, yes, maybe it might make it a bit confusing if someone's like, "All right, let's trade Pokemon with Pokemon Bank." All right, fantastic. Someone gets out their phone and someone gets out their Switch. You know, it's I assume it was it will be hard to communicate between the two, unless they do it server based over the internet. But if it's just like local, or you can't even access it local, so that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know why you can't trade on the Switch version. Because um, going back to if you're under 16 and you can't add friends and you can't have full access to Pokemon Home, you know, not 
I know certainly when I was a kid, I didn't have access to a phone. I know kids these days have iPads and like every little gizmo, most likely, because things have gone down in price and whatever. But not being able to trade on the Switch version, just it just uh, it, it that does disappoint me because it would be cool just to be if I have my Switch app, I just want to be able to trade on that. And like it's really cool on the phone how you can trade. I'm not taking away from that, but just not having that feature on the Switch version, really weird. Um, you can't receive mystery gifts on the Switch version, which is, which doesn't make any sense either. But you know, you've got your Switch out, you may as well just put it straight to the game you're playing, whether it's Sword and Shield or a future game. You can't check news on the Switch version, which is, which is weird. You, I think you'll just add that to it, and you can only exchange uh, Pokemon Home points for Battle points on the Switch version because once again, that's the that's where your save data is. So yeah, um, that is the only disappointment for me really. Just. The Switch version doesn't have access to everything, and it's put to the uh, the phone version. And it's a bit, it kind of reminds me of the Nintendo Switch Online app, because why can't you voice chat on the Switch? It makes it annoying that you've got to go and get your phone. When I get home and I'm, after a day, like my phone, the, I've got a new phone, so the battery lasts two days, you know, quite easily, but say I get home on that second day, I don't want to uh, do voice chat through my phone, I wanted to do it through my Switch. But yeah, like the option's good, but just restricting it solely to a phone is a is a no go. I feel like. So yeah, that's a, that's pretty much Pokemon Home, guys. A lot of people are complaining about it; it's too expensive. But for me, I feel like having access to just a Pokedex where I can fill it out, having my Pokemon there, all my shinies, just everything going out throughout the whole game. Or throughout future games for the next decade or so, uh, Pokemon Home is supported. Hopefully, they're adding more features as they go. Hopefully, just gamifying it more um, and not just having it as a storage option. That would be fantastic. But, you know, $2, was it $2.08 for me in Australia? That's fine. <laughs> I, I, know, I know there's so many subscriptions. Like, like, for example, I've got, what have I got? PlayStation Plus, uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Uh, Netflix, and a couple of things I need to um, do the podcast, for example. San well, I, don't, I don't do SoundCloud anymore, but, you know, just stuff like that. So, you know, having another subscription is like, oh, my God, how many of these things can I have? I know people have, like, multiple video ones, multiple game ones. Like it's getting ridiculous, but at least with this one, you can be like, all right, $25. Here it is in uh, January or February, it will be, and you don't have to think about it, and it's just, it works out to be... Two dollars or under, pretty much. Not a big deal. It's not five dollars a month. It's not ten dollars a month, like a lot of other uh, subscriptions are. I don't. Yeah, I don't see what. See, this is an example of people just moaning for moaning's sake. If it really isn't worth the money to you, you don't have to buy it. Same with Pokemon Sword and Shield when the whole National Dex was happening. You didn't have to buy it, and if you didn't buy it, move on. Either play another game or get a new hobby. It's summertime in Australia, absolutely beautiful. Um, if you go down the coast, it'll be windy. You can go, you can go uh, windsurfing. Windsurfing looks like a lot of fun. Every now and again, you see the windsurfers come down. There's a, a lake near where I live, and it, it you know it dries up in the summertime. So a lot of people go out there and go you know windsurfing and stuff over there. It looks really fun. It looks cool. Go and do that. Don't play Pokemon because your freaking your national decks isn't there. And that's coming from someone who. <laughs> when when they first said, all right, the National Dex isn't there, I was like, you got to be fucking kidding. God damn it, Game Freak. 
And now it's to the point where it's like, oh, you know, oh, I'm over it. I'm over talking about it. I'm over people whinging about it. Either move on or just enjoy the game how it is. Because that is, <laughs> that is unfortunately the world we live in. Like I said earlier, we'd like to see the quality um, and the polish come back. But yeah. So yeah, that's Pokemon Home. Really excited about it. And just before we move into the DLC, I am going to have a bit of a sip of this water. I've got a, I've got a Coke here, but it's actually, well, I haven't opened it yet. It's kind of warmed up a bit. But yeah, it's like um, 40 degrees here today and just talking for half an hour straight. Really, uh, really dries the mouth a bit. So let me... Uh, mm. oh, that is delicious. You know what? I've got like one of those, uh, I've got some boxed water. I've got a rainwater tank at the back, but I've yet to connect it. Got to get the electrician out to uh, hook up a, get some electricity outside, so a pump can pump it inside. Got to get some new power points in here too, but I digress. We don't have to worry about that at the moment. Don't have to worry about that at the moment. Mm. I have another, I have another stupid. Huh? Mm. Oh, that's absolutely delicious. Oh, that's really nice. All right, so this this is very delayed. And I'm only I'm going to go into the details which uh, excite me, but this is the Pokemon Sword and Shield expansion pass, and the Nintendo Direct was it three weeks ago? It was a while ago now. But going into it, I was like, all right, you know what I really I would really love? I'd love uh, a mystery dungeon. I would love a uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield DLC because I don't want to move on to another game. I just want to keep playing this game. I'm enjoying this game. Um, I don't, in like, the idea, because last year was, when did they announce it? They announced it February, March or something, that, uh, Sword and Shield was coming. And I don't want to be on that treadmill again after playing it for two months. And they're like, alright, now wait for the next game. It's like, no, I want to keep playing this one. It was a long wait. I had to put up with a lot of whingy people, including myself to some extent. I just want to enjoy this one. Um, and lo and behold... Got a Mystery Dungeon remake of the very first game, which came out, was it 2006, I think it said? Which blew my mind. I cannot believe it was that long ago. Because I uh, remember playing that. It doesn't feel like that long ago. It makes me feel old. And uh, they announced DLC, which is awesome. First in, like first time in the series, and of course, people whinged about that as well. It's like, what do you want, people? What do you want from Game Freak? They're at, like, they're at the point now where... What are they gonna do if they if they announce like Sword and Shield Ultimate or some stuff, some stuff like that? It's like no, no, I don't want that. But they just like doing DLC, which is spaced out between like over the year, which is fantastic. I actually I really like the idea of DLC. When DLC is done right, it's nothing but good for people that are invested in those games. So what I did is I actually went. As soon as the direct finished, I went straight to the Nintendo eShop on the Switch and bought it. It was uh, was it forty five dollars Australian and thirty dollars American, and I was more than happy to be like Game Freak, Nintendo. This is what I want for Pokemon moving forward. Here is my money, and what they showed me looked really cool. So let's move on to it. So the first DLC pack, which is coming in June, which is also really exciting because June is my birthday, and it's also a really exciting month because. Um, I don't know exactly when E3 is this year, but it's sort of the lead up to E3 and like, you know, the lead up to E3 and even after E3, it's like, you know, that buzz is still there. We're still like maybe learning a little bit more about games that were just announced or we're, you know, starting to discuss stuff. Like last year, it was like, oh, Animal Crossing 
is out. Well, not out. It's uh, been announced. And, you know, that's when the discussion comes up. And it's just a really fun time of year. And it's cold here. And I like the cold. Um, but what's not going to be cold is uh, the place we're going in uh, the first pack. So that's the Isle of Armour. And it looks really cool. And all of these all of these areas are similar to what the wild area was in the uh, initial games. And that is fantastic. Because the wild area is exactly what Pokemon need to do moving forward. The whole game needs to be that. The whole game needs to be that. The routes are fine. Um, but the wild area is where you spend your time. That's where you spend all, all of your time. Once you finish the game, you are walking around the routes unless there's something you know you can get there rather like easily um even then you can probably get them in the raid den if you look in the right spot so this is the this is the description of the isle of armor in the isle of armor expansion you uh head to the old isle of armor who would have guessed you go to isle of armor in the isle of armor expansion how dare you make me say that twice uh the stage of your new adventure in the Gala region. The Isle of Armour is a, a giant island full, full of environments not seen in Gala before. You'll uh, find wave-swept beaches, forests, bogs and caves and sand dunes. There are plenty of Pokemon that make this island their home, living freely in the lush natural surroundings. There's even a dojo here that specializes in some very particular styles of training. You and your Pokemon can take up an apprenticeship and master the do uh, master of the dojo and train hard to become even stronger. So cool! Um, it's shown obviously a lot of uh, Pokemon that weren't previously in the games are returning, being native to the Isle of Armor. Uh, the main one being uh, Slowpoke, who has a new Glarian form, who was uh, actually given to us in Sword and Shield when uh, through an update when. Uh, this all got announced. You could catch it, but you can't evolve it because you can only evolve it in the Isle of Armor or the Crown Tundra. So I'm really looking forward to being able to go here. What sort of interests me is how they're going to balance this. Um, we People that have played through Sword Shield know that once you get to the end and you just do raids, 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 you're earning those candies, whether they're XL or large candies, uh, you'll be able to easily get your Pokemon to level 100 if you've got the right equipment. Uh, it's very easy. It'll take... Yeah, if you, like, catch a shiny, you can go, all right, cool. Put some candy into it. It's level 100. It's evolved. You put a mint on it if you need to change its nature to uh, boost a certain stat. You can uh, use... Yeah, you can EV train it really easy, and boom, you've got a real strong Pokemon. Bam, like that. Um, you can even do that. At pretty much the start of the game if you've got friends who are a bit further in the game than you so in that regard i don't know how they're going to balance it whether are they going to make all the pokemon level 100 are they just going to be like all right level are they going to restrict the pokemon you can use because that would actually be pretty cool like for example the the new legendary uh, urshifu um and uh, the pre-evolution cub foo who you get uh Will they say, all right, here is your Pokemon. You two are partners for the dojo. And you go through the dojo just with that Pokemon. And they can balance, you know, your opponents to the Pokemon that they've given you, that they know you have. Because otherwise, you're just going to have a team of level 100s, most likely. You're going to sweep through it. You can access this uh, any point of the game. So you can... I think you'll be able to go there as soon as you access the train station or the wild area, which is about three hours in. So if you're going there, then it's going to be hard. And if you're going there at the end of the game, it's going to be dead easy. So I think 
maybe them giving you a Pokemon saying, all right, come to the dojo. You need a fighting type Pokemon who is suitable. Here is Kubfu, the new Pokemon that evolves into, yeah, the legendary Urshifu, which has uh, two different forms. One's water fighting, one's dark fighting. Um, we don't know if that's exclusive to each version or not. I'm not sure. Um, I assume they are just be they are because of their sort of colouring. Uh, one's got like you know, one's blue, one's red. So that's the same colours as uh, Sword and Shield are represented by. So yeah, that looks really really cool. And I didn't actually think about it before, but like I said, with that balancing, giving you a certain Pokemon to use and level up as you're going through the dojo, I think that would be a great way to sort of balance out that aspect of that story. And that makes sense too. It does tell you that you are given that Pokemon. So yeah, you're not going to sweep through a dojo with fighting type just with like your level 100 psychic Pokemon or something like that. That'd just be dumb. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that would be a good idea though. Uh, so the DLC pack uh, part two that is coming towards the end of 2020 is the Crown Tundra. So the Crown Tundra is an expansion set in the snow-swept realm of the Crown Tundra. Who wrote these? Yeah, I don't know. Do you have to tell us that the Crown Tundra expansion is set in the Crown Tundra? I guess you do. I guess you do. Because otherwise, I'll be, I'll, I'll be recording this podcast and I'll be like, is it, is it set in the Crown Tundra? Or is it set in Kanto? Johto? Yeah, you probably do have to tell me. Don't know why I'm uh, going into this. It's probably a waste of uh, mine and yours time. Sorry, everyone. So, uh, see yourself... The, um, the beautiful scenery of the shining silvery landscape in this frigid area uh, with its jagged winter mountains people live in small communities where they support and rely on one another a certain person will appoint you as leader of the exploration team in the crown tundra you will then be tasked with investigating the realms of this frozen land and remember the pokemon dens that you've only been able to You've only been had the glimpse during Max Ray battles. Yeah, okay. That was a question. I was wondering why that. Um, <laughs> well, you'll be able to explore their full depths. So one of the main features coming to this is you don't just click on a Pokemon Den and you verse the Pokemon. Now, they're actually, I assume, going to be dungeons where you're going in, you're playing co-op with people and you're going through a dungeon. I don't know if that means battling other Pokemon to get through there uh, because... In the Crown Tundra, one of the main things they're adding is all of the legendary Pokemon. It doesn't include mythicals like Mew, Celebi, Jirachi, etc. But it's the main legendary Pokemon. So it's Mewtwo, the legendary birds. Oh my god. Galarian forms for the legendary birds look so good. Um, so that's one of the things from Pokemon where no one could have said like, oh no, that's, that's bad. No, that was cool. Having Articuno, which looks like it's going to become a psychic type of some description looks really cool um oh moldrace oh my god it looked cool with its sort of like dark thing going on and uh, zapdos was probably like um probably my least favorite of the of the new designs which is a little bit disappointing considering it is probably my favorite of you know the original trio but still really cool sort of guess like big legs and like um short wings so maybe it becomes like a ground electric or something like that a lot of people are saying like oh you know they're gonna lose their flying type but it kind of seems weird losing the flying type because they're birds and they still fly so what, what what do they get like um a brand new i don't know just give them levitate i guess 
do what they do with Latios and Latias. <laughs> just give them levitate. So yeah, I'm not going to go like uh, super in depth. This happened a while ago, but I'm really excited about the new DLC. It looks so good. Um, cannot wait for it. Like I said, I bought it straight away, and yeah, yeah, cannot wait for it. Um, absolutely stoked they're doing DLC now. Um, even though a lot of people were saying, you know, it's like, was it thirty American dollars? So it's half price of what a full game would be. And people are yeah, still complaining. I don't, I don't have to talk about complaining that much. I don't want to talk about it too much. Um, but yeah, so we'll move away from the main series. And I just want to talk a little bit about Mystery Dungeon. So Mystery Dungeon, um, I've got a lot of great memories from Mystery Dungeon. First played um, Blue Team on DS, which is what this is a remake of. And it's also a really nice, sweet story. And it's fun just going through the Mystery Dungeons. For, for people that ever don't know what Mystery Dungeon is, it was a series from yonks ago where like you go through dungeons and every floor is randomized. You've got to find the stairs for the floor to progress. Um, and then uh, basically, uh, was it, is it Spike Chunsoft that does, a, that does the Mystery Dungeon series? Um, I guess they got permission um, or a hold of the Pokemon license to do a Pokemon version of the Mystery Dungeon. And it's been pretty successful because there's been multiple games in the Mystery Dungeon Pokemon series for a long time. Um, so this was the start of it. It's very basic. You basically wake up and you don't know where you are, but you're a Pokemon. You were originally a human. And the story is going through sort of finding out what happened to you. Um, and it's just, it's just really sweet. And it's one of those games which is a lot of fun. Uh, just being able to play, level up, um, grind out, go through the dungeons. Um, and just do while you're watching TV or something. It's going to be it. It's a perfect handheld game. Absolutely amazing. Um, I will say though, like the the sequels to those. So it was Explorers of Time and Explorers of Darkness. They were like two different versions on the DS. That was a lot of fun. That was a great story. Amazing story. Like all all of the Pokemon in there had like really distinct personalities. You had like the timid Bidorf and the bad team and. There was a big twist that came about, you know, halfway through the story, which was really cool. It was a fantastic game. I'd love to see that one remade too if uh, they're going on the sort of Mystery Dungeon remake route. So, yeah, really looking forward to that. That's a, was it March 6th? I don't have it up in front of me. I've kind of forgotten. But looking forward to that. Played, there was a demo out which uh, actually carries on your save data. So if you're interested in trying it out, there's nothing stopping you. Go and have a go. Um, definitely recommend it. It, goes, it took me about an hour or... 45 minutes or something like that. I wasn't timing myself. I was actually taking a while because I knew it was going to end at some point. So I was just like looking around enjoying it. Um, and Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go is going as strong as ever. I've only just been into it really the last like few months with like the most recent community days. And I started to log on every day to get my Pokestop bonus and my catch bonus. Um, I'm level 27 at the moment and I'm, I would love to get to level 40, but oh my God, the grind is real. Ladies and gentlemen, the grind is real to get there. Um, I notice, like, when I'm giving gifts to um, people that are level 38, I notice that it's like 3 million experience to go up another level. So, holy crap. And it is hard here because I don't have anyone to raid with because you get a lot of experience in like five star raids, which would be easy in the city, I assume. Um, I sh there'll always be people or people around and if there's not you'll be able to find people through Facebook or whatever it is but here we've got like a small community here 
but I post because uh, was it there was the raid weekend with Ladios and Ladias, and I was like, all right, I am going to really, really try and get these guys. Um, no one else was keen to come outside, come <laughs> to come and help me. So I'm like, all right, I'll try myself. I the amount of damage my six Pokemon had done, I couldn't even see on Latias' health bar. It didn't do anything. So I'm like, all right, it's not happening for myself. <laughs> so that's a shame. Didn't get a Latias or, or a Latias. And I would have loved one because I love those Pokemon so much. But yeah, so that's my um, Pokemon Go at the moment. I'm just going around trying to <laughs> try, trying to level up slowly. God, it's going to... I, is that the, what is that at the moment? It's like 2,000... Yeah, 2,050 experience to the next level from level uh, 27 to 28. But when it gets to like a million or two million, three million, that's ridiculous. Holy crap. Gonna have to utilize those lucky eggs and everything. So, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the uh, next community day too. I'm gonna be voting for Vulpix to be the chosen Pokemon. Um, mainly because uh, the Shiny is really great, has a great uh, exclusive move, Weather Ball, and it has the Alolan form as well, which you'll be able to try and get the Shiny of that. So it's kind of like, it's almost two Pokemon in one. So yeah, hopefully that wins. Because in that can, if I get spares, that can also be transferred back to Sword and Shield. And Pokemon Home, which looks really cool. Yeah, really looking forward to it. And uh, just before I wrap this up, um, I'm also planning, I should be going to Melbourne on the 21st of February for the Oceanic Pokemon World Championships. And I've never been to one of these events before. I've never been, um, I think last year it was in Melbourne, but maybe the years before it was in Sydney or so. I don't know how many years it's been in Australia. It's, just, it's never been a thing which I've been like, oh, I'd like to go to that. Um, mainly because I haven't been into, into competitive Pokemon in a fair while. And um, Sun and Moon, I dropped off Pokemon a fair bit, to be honest. So I wasn't really thinking about it then. But this year we've, uh, I'm really enjoying Pokemon. I'm really enjoying the competitive uh, side of it. Um, I still need to get a team together if I want to go. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I don't know what to expect. I don't know what to expect by going to this. Like a lot of the events I go to, which is Avcon and PAX, and um, I think that's it actually. But no, I know what to expect for them now. I've been going to each one for five plus years. So when I go, I know the beats of what's going to happen on day one, day two, day three, whatever it is. Um, but this, I've got no idea, no idea at all. Um, and it's just going to be a learning experience. Uh, I, I do want to compete, um, and I don't expect to do well at all. Um, if I do any better than getting completely swept on the first round, I'll be happy. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's all about learning and hopefully I'll get some, um, content for the podcast as well whether it's interviews with people or maybe just me recording my own experience as I go, like similar what um, Bryce and I have done with AFCON. But yeah, looking forward to that. Hopefully that um, becomes reality. haven't bought a ticket yet, um, but I will come up very soon. So yeah, that is pretty much a wrap-up for this episode. Thank you very much for listening, guys. I know I, I, didn't, I, I do enjoy doing these solo podcasts. I think they're a lot of fun. Uh, like sometimes you're sort of like tripping over yourself and your mouth gets dry and you've got to take a bit of a break there to have a have a nice swig of water, which I might do now actually, just before I end up the show so I don't like spit out all my skin off my tongue. 
Hope you guys don't take, yeah, don't, aren't too worried about me taking a bit of a break and have a, have a sip of water there. If you are, well, what are you going to do about it? Turn off the podcast, I guess. You're more than welcome to. We're near the end. But just before you go, I do want to let you know, um, on our Patreon page, we were doing a, a sort of a spin-off of The House of Mario called The House of My Encore, which was a solo episode with either myself or Bryce where we're talking about something which we just feel like talking about by ourselves too. Um, You know, Bryce did an episode on mobile games, uh, the history of um, himself and Rare. I did one on a few Pokemon topics actually. And we just, we put that up for, we put that up for the patrons at $1. And this year, sort of thinking about the content I want to do, and also we're on a brand new a podcast hosting website called Wooshka, and Wooshka actually gives you multiple RSS feeds. Uh, on SoundCloud, we had the one, which was the one you're looking at now, the House of Mario, and we only had the one. And for an extra one, I made an extra one on Podbean for a Drew Story, and each one was $150 a year to run each each feed. Now on Wooshka, we can do multiple, as, as many as we want, actually, for basically like no more than just just one feed so that is fantastic that means we can be a lot more creative with doing different shows we can be more experimental with stuff we do um i've got ideas in the back of my head and all all i need to do is get the sound effects get some artwork and boom there's a brand new show don't have to get out the the checkbook every month for fees it's a absolutely fantastic and to top it off it's an australian website as well um, which is fantastic to support, you know, local lo- local websites. So the House of Mario Encore, which was Patreon exclusive because that was a free RSS feed. Now we've got free RSS feeds we can offer to the public, to you guys who you know, don't want to support us on Patreon or don't have the means or whatever the reason is. Um, so the House of Mario Encore will be now available on iTunes, Spotify, everything else. It will be starting from scratch. We'll be doing brand new episodes for it. Uh, it should be bi-weekly, but got no plans necessarily, and it should be available in, say, mid-February. I haven't got a date locked down, but if you want to uh, keep up to date with stuff I'm doing, you can follow me on Twitter, at iDruby, and you can, I'll definitely let you know there. Really looking forward to basically launching a brand new Nintendo podcast. Um, it's going to be evergreen, so it's not going to be a place where we're going to be discussing the latest news or whatever. Um, that is still exactly what we're going to be doing on the house of mario but yeah really looking forward to it i hope uh i hope people enjoy it if you're a if you're a fan of nintendo podcasts and you like listening to both myself and bryce there is going to be uh, more content for you for free which is going to be fantastic um yeah absolutely stoked for that so hopefully you keep up to date and you uh, support that when it becomes available on itunes and yeah i'm what i'm thinking is uh, what Nintendo Guru and uh, Sean Capri did for their podcast, uh, A Cup of Joe and Nintendo, they offered a uh, Nintendo um, points card if if they got over 50 iTunes reviews. And it seemed to be very uh, su- uh, successful for them. Mind you, they do have a bigger audience than uh, what we do here. But I might try the same thing. So there we go. So if we get, when the House of Mario Encore launches on iTunes and Spotify, etc etc if it gets over 50 or 50 or over itunes reviews or apple podcast reviews i'll uh, 
put up a bit of a raffle for a $50 um, Nintendo card. Nintendo card. I don't know what they're called. Dollar card. They're a gift card. All right. I've been talking long enough. Uh, Nintendo Jukebox. This little special episode is a Pokemon Sword and Shield Chairman Rose Remix. It's by Carmax, who has been highlighted on the show multiple times. Yes. Yes, he has. It's very good. Very good. I'm always checking him out on SoundCloud. So, until next week, the doors to the house of Maria are closed.